0: Welcome, everyone, to Stacking Stones Podcast. I am Pastor Mark, and today we have our guest is Tom Eakin. Tom, would you say hello to the audience
1: for me? Hello, guys. How are y'all?
0: Awesome. Well, um, if you're new to Stacking Stones Podcast, we have really just one purpose in mind, and that's to give testimony of hearing God and seeing his miracles. And so today, Tom has... uh, uh, decided to come on the show today and share with us a moment where you had with the Lord like that. And so, but Tom, before you get into that, would you mind just sharing a little bit about uh, who you are, a little bit about your background, where you're from, that kind of stuff?
1: Okay. Uh, my name is Tom Aiken, and um, I am just uh, past my 65th birthday. Um, I grew up in Louisiana uh, early in my youth I heard the call of Christ for salvation and was very active in a Baptist Church and um, was active in a youth group and very soon felt like God was calling me to be in some in some sort of ministry career so um, from there I, I worked on a staff at a local, baptist church as youth minister and then i went to a baptist college um at the col- at, at the college i met someone and got married um and continued going to school and then made it actually to uh seminary in fort worth for a year and a half and at awesome. that point um the wheels kind of came off of my marriage and my life and we were struggling at, uh, seminary and my, uh, family was attacked and Satan caused the divorce. And, um, after that, uh, we, we had three children. I became the, the primary domicidal custodian of the kids. Uh, okay. the mother had almost 50%, um, visitation in time too and um consequently had gotten remarried and lived my life and all i did was work secularly to raise three kids so uh, basically i um ceased the path for ministry when i was 30 i'm 65 now 35 years ago and i was baptist and um so I retained my faith in Christ, but in the marriage following that was more in a in a secular and worldly view and didn't leave, uh, live for the Lord. It's just okay. been two years ago that I had a a medical crisis, had a heart attack. I had ninety five percent probability of of dying, and um, God brought me through, I think, I think they said 96. So I had a 4% possibility of living. They had me um, in ICU and intubated and God brought me alive and brought me back to life. Uh, They had me in a self-induced coma because my heart wasn't working. And then on, after three days of being in ICU, I was resurrected by, by God. My kids were praying. And so after after god saved my life i realized fresh and new that my life was not my own and uh, the old testament talks about the one who holds your breath in his hand and god truly held held my breath in his hand and he miraculously healed me and you know i've been doing well in these two years but and since that, and then, and
0: just to be clear, that's not necessarily your God moment you're about to share with us, right? No,
1: that's not the God. Even though that was pretty cool, though it's what turned my my heart and my eyes and my faith towards God. That Man. He owns my life, He owns my breath, and I began to seek Him. Um, uh, there was a a uh, s- oh, so do small. You see-
0: Sorry. So let me ask you. Yeah. Is this a good time? Would would you are you is this a good time to have you actually share the testimony that you're gonna share?
1: Yeah, that's good. Yes, that'd be perfect. I, I started okay. going to a full gospel church that was like a block from my house and who believed in you know, believes in the powers of the Holy Spirit and his his strength and power in our lives today and the full manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And I begin to go and it Um, It was about a year and a half that I had been going. And so many of the things that I rejected in my early life in a a denomination, i.e., you know, the power of tongues and healing and deliverance, these sort of things, I began to read and to believe and begin to embrace. So almost like a year and a half into that, my brother-in-law had, had cancer about 10 years before, and my brother-in-law is named Johnny, and uh, he is more like a brother. He started dating my big sister when I was nine years old, so I cannot uh, remember really any, any year in my life that he wasn't there. Of course, I can remember before I was nine years old, but he was, he was a, a brother from then on anyway, he had prostate cancer and had his prostate removed and had chemotherapy and all that. He was doing fine. And then a few years later, they were running tests and found out that he had uh, rectal cancer that came from the prostate cancer. So um, a few years ago, they went in, they took that out and they gave him radiation. And for about three or four years, they didn't see any evidence of any kind of cancer. Well, lo and behold, about eight or nine months ago, uh, he went into his doctor and they ran some special PET scans and all that. And they found that he had cancer and two lymph nodes in his chest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, that's called being metastasized, which means it's in the lymph node system, which is a, I consider a piping system that runs all over the body. It's a communication system, but it's also not only a communication system, but it can pass good things to the body for healing and all. But it can also pass cancer to every single node, uh, lymph node in this body. Uh, it's called lymph lymphatic. Um uh, system, so anyway, I heard that, and you know God had gradually been speaking speaking to me in my heart, and um, my brother, my brother uh, who lives in Tulsa also is like-minded about the power of God and, and seeing God work in our lives and uh, to believe in faith. And we began to talk and first God was speaking to me and just it was sort of like a feeling of conviction in the beginning. And I was talking to him him about praying about my brother Johnny saying, well, I believe I believe that that you can heal my brother Johnny. And it was almost like I heard a voice and it was not really a voice. It was just knowing Um, like knowing that I'd heard without a audible voice that said, do you really believe? Mm. Do you really believe? And it was almost a challenge where he said, if you believe you will ask. And so I spoke to my, my brother in Tulsa about this. He says, I'm feeling the same thing. So, You know, there was from, from God, like you're getting that yeah, same sense.
0: So, okay. Yeah,
1: it was it was confirmation that he was in the exact same place that I was. Wow. And neither one of us had ever seen uh, a physical miracle before in our family member, as far as I know, and a family member or in ourselves. And so I began to have this indignation that says Satan is not going to take my brother-in-law he's not going to kill Johnny and I had this it was sort of like I was on deck when I was hearing all these words and the sermons at church about the power of God and it's like I was on deck and the coach said get in the batter's box that's kind of I didn't hear that but it's kind of what the image that God was giving, giving me. Wow. You, you do something about it. And so (laughs) my uh, brother-in-law was coming to um, this past Thanksgiving was coming to uh, DFW because my son was having a family get together for Thanksgiving. And I told my brother Bill, I said, when he comes, God is going to give us the opportunity to take him upstairs away from everybody else and pray and see him delivered of this cancer. So everybody came in. It was rowdy. I have, you know, eight grandkids and my brother's kids were there too. They were, you know, like 25 people. And after we ate and everybody was sitting down, but you know, there becomes a lull after everybody eats on Thanksgiving and I, um my brother Bill was in the living room. Johnny was in there, too. And I said, Johnny, uh, Bill and I are going to borrow you for a few minutes and take you upstairs. And we're going to we're going to pray for you about this, this cancer thing. So we purposefully didn't. We felt like that we don't need a lot of distractions, that we didn't need anyone that would have scoff or be mm-hmm. negative. About what we were going to do, Um, no, no, unbelief, because you know it's one thing to say that you believe in miracles, and the next thing to step out in faith and speak that miracle in front of someone who you love very dearly, and Mm -hmm. so, um, Amen. (laughs) I knew, I knew that I knew that we were going to do that, and that, and I was not going to to back away from that and you know Mark you and I both have this friend called Stephen that um, has seen a lot of miracles of late for healing and such and my brother Bill and I got on a conference call with him he was very helpful on this and he talked about the general progression of how it it generally goes and so Mm -hmm. um, I took the format that that he had brought up and, um, basically, to just begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to do and And I'd already known in my in my mind and in my heart that the Holy Spirit wanted to to heal my brother-in- law so um now, now, can I
0: ask you just for the benefit of our listeners, when you say you already knew like like, how did you know? Do you mind if I ask you that?
1: well. It was like, um, it was like I had, like you would have, a child or a best friend that's right before you, and some creepy mean person was pushing them and going to try to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And how you would know? I am going to rise up and I am going to stop this in the name of Jesus. That's that is that's this (laughs) internal thing that that I believe God put in my spirit. And so we said we are not going to stand by. We're going to take back the ground that the enemy has stolen for our family. And in, in the name of Jesus, we are not going to allow Satan to take. brother-in-law so both of us had that same resolve and we were and and uh we were unified about that and so you know talking to Stephen and doing some reading that i that i had uh been doing i realized that there's certain things that can block uh the power of god from flowing and one of those Mm -hmm. things is unforgiveness and when we begin to pray. I asked my brother-in-law, I said, "Uh, Johnny, is there anyone that God puts into your mind that you need to forgive, that you have ought against in this world? And he immediately says, that takes two seconds, Tom. I know exactly who it is that God wants me to forgive. And it was like, it was almost like, a uh memorized script we were doing i mean it went pow just exactly when i said that he said the man who had given him you know like 15 years ago or 20 years ago some some problems at work and he said up to this day i can hear the man's name and he mm. says anger will just come over me mm. and i asked him i said johnny would you would you pray now and and forgive this man and he began to pray and to weep and to call this man by name and then after he he forgave the man he asked god to pour blessings on him and and praying that if the man he doesn't know if the man is still alive that he would save him, that he would bring him to Christ and to be in fellowship <laughs> with God. Amen. And after after he finished that prayer, I said, Now Johnny, we we're going to we're going to go against this thing called cancer that Satan is trying to rob you of your vitality of your life. And I began to pray. Um, I put my la- left hand on Johnny's shoulder and on his chest and I begin to pray and declaring that he is healed and that the power of Satan is to be cast out and that he might be given life and not a curse and death. And at that yes. moment, at that moment, I felt electricity, I'm not going to say it, fit, it didn't feel like 120, and it didn't feel like 220, but I felt electricity run down my arm and into Johnny's chest, and Johnny jumped. So I know that, that he felt it. Finished the prayer. My, my brother Bill prayed for the exact same thing, and we said amen, and I had this confidence that God had done the very thing that we had asked for because we asked in faith. We felt like the faith was generated within our spirits from God because Mm -hmm. I felt mandated to pray. I felt like that I would be denying my, my savior in Christ if I didn't do it. So, um, since then at church, uh, my pastor has has asked me to be on our, our prayer and he- healing ministry. So how's um, Johnny?
0: Let me let me interrupt. How's Johnny?
1: Johnny is Johnny is doing great. Um, he had a you could you can tell when cancer is there, uh, prostate cancer by simply having a PSA. We didn't have a prostate, so to have any kind of prostate number PSA number, it means that it's the cancer that's doing it. And uh, Johnny went uh, for a test a week after we left and the doc- and the doctor says, I don't know what's going on, but your cancer is undetectable. So uh, ah, it's, ah, just, ah, it's just gotten, well, we knew that, you know, we absolutely knew yeah, that. It awesome. was that that same test had had the week before that he came down here. Had a six point five um, number, which is which is pretty crazy high for a PSA mm-hmm. test, and um Amen. And it was That's awesome. And it was it was sub zero. We saw pictures after Johnny. Uh, I mean, like two weeks afterwards, my sister sent us some pictures of her and Johnny, and Johnny looked like he had gained. 15 pounds of muscle. He had been looking so bad. Um, I wish I'd have thought about the uh, printing the picture so that he should take a picture, but he looked like he was probably 15 or 20 years younger than he really was, and we've heard wow. nothing but, but good from Johnny, and whether the doctor reports it or not, we still declare him healed and believed him him he- healed by the wow. power of Christ. So, wow, that's awesome, Tom. Amen. Yeah, it's 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 changed my life and and I found myself praying in faith and like I said at church, um, being on the prayer ministry team and we were in a Bible study. It's sort of like in in the Baptist world, it's like Sunday school class before worship. Worship, mm-hmm. and uh, me and one other man were praying for a man who had uh, a large cancer mass in his lower back, and we prayed. Uh, and then the next week, they went and did scans, and there was there wasn't any kind of mass in his lower his lower back. And I don't know exactly how Amen. it worked, or uh, <laughs> exactly what happened, or whether it was the my friend that was praying my prayers. I just know it was the power of Jesus and I was yeah, involved. Right? In it. Yeah. I didn't feel it. Yeah, it's this time, but, um, and I'm praying every week at church for people. Cause so many, there's so many people that are sick. So many people that, that Satan is attacking and try mm-hmm. to kill, steal and destroy their life. And, um, If if when we finish praying, the person doesn't stand up and says, you know, you know, my leg has no pain anymore. My back, my neck. If if I don't hear the person saying it's an absolute miracle, I'm I'm shocked. I mean, I have to say I'm a little disappointed, but I'm shocked when I don't hear that God is healing because that's who he is. Yeah, and he he put that faith in me to do that. And it's almost like, you know, I I would be denying my best friend Mm -hmm. if I didn't pray and ask for him to do those things. And I know who he is, and I know what he can do now. And uh, I saw this little image picture that says, it has a guy holding a little mustard seed, mustard seed, and said, "Watch out! I've got a mustard seed, and I'm not afraid to use it." So, um, so that's what
0: That's I'm a good one. That's a good one. I have to remember that.
1: So, well, let I'm me learning. ask you this.
0: Okay, go well, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, well, you're probably asking me the same thing. I'm I'm learning to trust the voice, and it, it's not an audible voice okay uh, that i hear but it is mm-hmm. it is it is a knowing of a phrase or a word mm-hmm. um it, it's it's hard to comprehend but when you know it you know you know it. like mm-hmm. when it's time to cheer up at bat and uh, on deck and they say it's your time that's kind of how i feel it the coach is saying this is your time. And I'd be denying my Lord if I didn't step forward and do what he's, he's telling me to do. And that's my greatest desire is to learn to hear his voice more and to be obedient to his prompting. And, you know, if, if I'm not obedient to the very, the conviction that he gets me, whether it's a word or whether it's, it's, it's something that I know that he wants me to do. I'm being disobedient, whether it's a word or whether it's just a concept that he's given me. I want to learn to be obedient and uh, immediately step up in the the batter's box or step out against the little one that's being picked on by the big one. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to learn to be faithful and to be obedient. So that's where I'm at now. I feel like this that's is a new journey, but I don't want to go back to the old to the old way.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let I me let like you it. might ask you if so part of the 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 name of the ministry and the name of the podcast is stacking stones. It comes from uh, Joshua 4 where they have just crossed over the Jordan on dry land and uh, the Lord instructed Joshua to have each a man from each tribe grab a stone from the riverbed, stack it up so that when the children or the generations to come see the stacked stones, they would ask their parents, hey, wh- what's that about? And so I always like to ask our guests if if you had something you wanted to share in addition to the testimony that we just shared, if there was something you would want to tell your grandchildren or great-grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren who may not uh, have the benefit of meeting you, um, if there's anything you want to tell them about the Lord, or following the Lord, or listening to the Word, uh, the Holy Spirit, like what what would you want to share with them?
1: What I would like to share with them or anybody that would hear is your relationship with the Living God through His Son Jesus Christ is the most important thing that you will ever do in your life and not only the most important thing it is the most powerful thing that you will ever ever do and and i and i i don't want to live my life in regrets but i do reg- regret that i did not turn my life over fully to him through the holy spirit years ago excuse me and do yourself a favor If you want a life, if you want to have a full, bountiful, powerful life, it's got to be found in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, where you give your life to him every day. You look to his word and in prayer every single day, learn to walk with him. And that's what my resolve is every day now, is to walk with God. Through my Savior Jesus Christ, there's no limit to the things that He will do. He will do astounding things. He will do powerful things. He will do signs and wonders. And if He is not doing that in Christians' lives, Christian lives, then something is wrong. And the holdup is not on His part. I've learned that through all my years of living.
0: Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. I love uh, I love to ask that question. It's so beautiful to hear what folks would tell the generations that they may not ever meet in person. But that is certainly a beautiful testimony. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Thank you, Tom. Thank you for sharing what God's done in your life and even done through you. You know, um, the testimony, the Bible says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so I just think that's an amazing uh, testimony of, of you and Johnny and your brother Bill. And and then even now, just the other things, that how God's moving through you on your prayer team, at your church. And uh, it is amazing when we step into our faith, what happens uh, out uh, among other people around us. So thank you very much for coming on. Um, certainly appreciate your time Uh, very grateful for you so uh, thank you Tom Uh, let's say goodbye to every folks uh, that are listening thank you very much y'all we'll talk to you soon see you next time thank you if you would like to give a testimony of hearing God or seeing a miracle we would love to hear from you we invite you to pray and ask the Lord if this is a time for you to share that testimony and if it is we would love to hear from you Uh, please email us Our email is info at stackingstones.life, info at stackingstones.life. We just pray that the testimony of Jesus will encourage you to pursue him even more. God bless you.